Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, and a happy Monday morning to you, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Coming up in 20 minutes, we are stunned to a news in 40 minutes. Ark Manning fetches 100K for one of his cards. Crazy. For the record, Boyle is in this week as our executive producer, but that does not mean the decision has been made. It has been brought to my attention that we have gone through dozens of candidates and have whittled this thing down or getting there to some finalists, but we have not even gotten to me meeting the finalists yet. There's a series of hoops being jumped through and hurdles being walked over, stepped over, interviews, resumes, Q&As, paperwork that I'm not even privy to. And then much like Gonzaga and the West Coast Conference, I just tournament, I just slide it at the end and get to meet the finalists. So I haven't even met any of the finalists. So Boyle's in this week does not mean he's the official executive producer, although, of course, he is a very fine candidate. Coming up this hour, as I mentioned, stunned to a news in Arc Manning news, but also one hour from now, Sounds of Saturday returns. I think you all know how big a college football fan that I am, so I'm excited about this series each and every year. We count down the days to college football season by every day having another play-by-play voice of a college football program that's under the spotlight. And today we begin with Nebraska's play-by-play voice, Greg Sharp, as Matt Rule has taken over the Cornhuskers program and looking to dust it off, shine it up, Bring it back to where it once was, which was a national championship contender and at the very least a conference title contender. It's been a long time since we put Nebraska in the top echelon of teams around the the nation, but maybe Matt Rule can get us there. Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers, coming up one hour from now. We'll do some NFL news here where Joe Burrow injured his calf the end of last week. Some worried that he had popped his Achilles. Thankfully, it does not seem that dramatic, although I'm not sure if the Bengals would give us full transparency yet. I would imagine if this is a season-ending injury, though, that we would have the news. I don't think you kind of... I don't think you lie about something that you know the player is out for the season, but I, I don't know if I believe their version of the severity of this, which is it's just a calf strain. He got good work in already in July. Everything's going to be just fine. Here's Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. Calf strain. It'll take several weeks, and, and that's the information we got right now. Several weeks taking into the regular season? Several weeks to several weeks. Joe got more days this July than he's ever had in the NFL, and so I feel really good about the, the progress we made during those July practices with Joe. And uh, when he's able to get back, we'll, we'll be able to get the work that we need. Does several weeks mean it goes into the regular season? I mean, it's almost August. 
Taylor's response, several weeks is several weeks. That doesn't mean anything, actually, Zach. (laughs) Because several is definitely not a finite number. Several is not a specific number. Several weeks gives us nothing. I would say several weeks means that it needs to be more than one. I don't think several weeks can be one week. Could several be two weeks? You would probably call that a couple of weeks or a few weeks. Technically, probably a couple of weeks is two. A few weeks might be three. Once we get into several, it's four or more. That be a fair read on this? I would say so. I think when you say several weeks and it's your franchise quarterback and he strained his calf in, in training camp, what you say is, Joe, we'll see it for week one. That's the reality. That Joe Burrow doesn't need training camp. Joe Burrow doesn't need preseason games. He probably wouldn't play much, if at all, in the preseason anyway. And so, Joe Burrow, we won't see him until week one of of the NFL season. Which gives you about six weeks. It gives you five or six weeks before he's got to really be on a football field practicing. So, that would be several. Now, are they just going to say, we'll we'll see him week one? Probably not because they don't know. They don't know if this is ready week one. And that, to me, is the worry here. As we all know, you don't need me to tell you, the Bengals will only have a chance at a Super Bowl or having a great season if Joe Burrow plays. Without Joe Burrow, they're toast. With Joe Burrow, they can win a Super Bowl. That's, That's the difference. And I might just add this as an addendum, as a side note. That's why the running backs don't make a lot of money. The money. Joe Burrow's out. No Super Bowl. Joe Burrow in. Bengals can win a Super Bowl. That's why you pay him all of the money. Joe Mixon in. Joe Mixon out. They're better with him. They don't have to have him. The quarterback, when you have a great one, dictates everything about your season. That's it. That's that's the reality for the Bengals. Had he torn his Achilles on July 26th, their season's over. If Joe Mixon does, what? What's the difference? Now, Joe Mixon isn't the equivalent. I get that. If Joe Burrow is the second-best quarterback in the NFL, perhaps Joe Mixon's not the second-best running back. But the point still remains, take the second-best running back in the NFL and say if he tears his Achilles on July 26th, how different is your season? It's only really different if you don't have a good quarterback. That That's where the difference is. If Joe Burrow comes back in September sometime, the Bengals season is alive and well. And Burrow's, remember, he's been injured the last couple of seasons. Last year, was it his appendix he had taken out? It burst. And missed, what was that? It burst on him. That's right, his appendix burst. He had appendicitis, burst, and then he had it removed and then was ready to go. And remember, came off the ACL tear a couple of years ago. Missed most, well, not most, but missed the end of that season. 
and then missed all of training camp of the offseason, and then, boom, came in, and, and he was fine, which was kind of crazy. So Burrow has shown the ability to play well despite missing time and also recovering from injury. The worst part about this is I sincerely hope Burrow's not the player that is always dinged up. Because this is now a third different incident. It's not his Achilles. I should say it's it's not his ACL. It's not his appendicitis. It's now a calf. And you just hope a player of his caliber, of his desire, of his leadership, of his composure, is not just constantly dinged up. Because he's still very young for, for him to constantly be shelved because of injury. But I'm taking glass half full here, and several weeks mean several weeks, according to Zach Taylor. Week one, NFL season, hopefully Joe Burrow's back, and he'll be fine even without having a lot of training camp, preseason, what have you. The Bengals go as he goes. And the Bengals have done an exemplary job of recognizing they have a stud superstar quarterback take advantage now. So they acquired the draft pick for Jamar Chase or spent the draft pick on Jamar Chase. They have gone to the next level, investing in their offensive line when their offensive line needed help. They spent money on the defense a couple of years ago, a couple of off seasons ago. The defense become very solid, right front line to the back line. They found themselves in a Super Bowl and then an AFC championship game. This year, I would find no reason to believe if Burrow is healthy that they should not be one of the top three teams in the AFC yet again. And feels like the Bengals have turned a corner in their franchise's history that now they're doing the ring of honor. Maybe it was a little bit too late for some. Maybe the process isn't perfect, according to, to Corey Dillon. But it feels like they're grown up now into being a reputable franchise taking care of its players and understanding what it takes to be a solid franchise. And for a long time, you couldn't say that about the Bengals. So my point there is that if Burrow comes back week one, week two, week three, week four, somewhere into the season, I do think that they should have a good enough stability talent around that the season isn't collapsing and over because he has to be, you know, Superman for anything to happen. Now, of course, if he's out, if he doesn't play this season, we all know the Bengals are not going to go anywhere. But you would say that about a number of teams. And Burrow is that great to where he makes you a Super Bowl contender when he is out of the football field. Hit me up on X, Twitter, whatever you're calling it these days, at DA on CBS. Dixieland Dan is weighed in. If you're wanting that old country guy laugh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Papa Dixie is ready to rock and roll. If you thought the old producer was a character and had some stories, you're going to be in for a surprise with this old man. I like how, Dixie, <laughs> how Dixieland Dan cited Mraz as the old producer. We're allowed to say Mraz's name. Don't you don't have to go unnamed there. But there has been a question mark this morning about whether or not Pete is going to play any of the old Mraz drops. Daniel tweets, has Mraz drops been banned from the show? I've noticed a serious lack of them, especially when they would have been previously used. 
Now, I was out last week, so I couldn't speak to this. We're only two hours into my first shift here post Moraz. But are we making a conscious effort not to use Moraz drops, well, Pete? Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I'm trying not to. Okay. I think it's right by the show. Right. You know, uh, he moved on to his what he's doing now. Now we're moving on to what we want to do. Right. It'll they'll be around at some point, but let's take a break. Gotcha. So we're doing the opposite tact of what they're doing with Merez, where what they're doing is we're going to put Merez on full blast from minute one in your face. We're going to have him eating giant cannolis. We're going to have him booing Yankee players outside the stadium. Uh, fake videos. We're Not gonna, just booing, telling him to kiss his ass. Right, the kiss your ass part. Also, he's going to be running first to third to prove that he can do it faster than Giancarlo Stanton. Right. Doing that. So, Scintillating content. What they've done is they've taken the beast of Mraz and they've said, feed him steroids, feed him steroids, and then push him out there. We want all of that right away. What we're doing is we're doing the opposite. Hey, let's let's pull back, and then we'll organically start weaving it back in a little bit later on down the road. Correct. Because you know what? Whoever the new producer is should be able to have a little bit of a clean slate to start. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Some breathing space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what I would want if, uh, if I was going for that position. You know, my chance to shine. Right. You're not looking for to be overshadowed by the old person. Right. Right. I don't think it's fair to, to that person. But they'll be back, not to fear. They'll be around. They'll be here. Yep. Our poll question this morning came to us earlier in the show because Australia was playing in the Women's World Cup, and they are not nicknamed the Socceroos. The female team, the women's team, is nicknamed the Matildas. So we were talking about Matilda the book, which became Matilda the movie, which was written by the world-famous author, whose first name is spelled Ronald without the N. And we were debating how to pronounce it. Now, I pronounced it Roald, Roald Dahl, like Ronald, Ro Roald without the N. <laughs> but apparently that's not how anybody else pronounces it. Bogue said he pronounced it rolled, like R-O-L-L-E-D, like Joe Burrow rolled his ankle. <laughs> now... Pete said, it's just Rue. No, I said Roe. Roe. Just Roe. R-O. Like, it doesn't even have the other part. But we also have the Roal. Is that right? Ruall. Ruall. Which the top two links I'm seeing is that's that's what they're claiming, is that it's Ruall. Well, this is a whole thing. This is. The, man, the man died 35 years ago. Apparently, he was British, too. He was. So, we're asking you guys today, how do you pronounce or thought it was pronounced? The author of Matilda, what, the big green giant? Uh, James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> no, but there's another He one. did BFG. BFG, which is big friendly giant. Big friendly giant. James and the Giant Peach he did? I believe so, yeah. Matilda. A lot of great children's books. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? That's him? Yeah, that is him. Is that I thought so? that was Willy Wonka. No, he, <laughs> he's not a real person. 
<laughs> Willy Wonka is not a re real person. It's a character. Wait a second. He wrote that too? Yes. Wow. He wrote Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, okay. So he was born to Norwegian immigrant parents. So he is British, but the name itself is Norwegian. Oh. Okay, so what other books did this doll guy write? This doll guy. Roal. Uh, yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox, James and the Giant Peach, BFG, nice. Charlie nice. and the Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. Those are big ones. The Twits, Matilda, The Witches. I read The Witches. The saying Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was a uh, Roald Dahl uh, movie. <laughs> Is that a joke or is that real? That's what... Uh, that's what I saw. Well, I mean, this guy's... What a legacy, huh? We read a lot of Roald Dahl, and I felt in elementary school. Yeah, a lot of Roald Dahl. Yeah. He, was, he was cranking out classics like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> right. Including with his partner, Willy Wonka, creating Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Pete, that was... <laughs> I think he got it. That was a joke. Yeah. Well, look. However you pronounce Roald, vote of the poll question. <laughs> Roald. And tomorrow's poll is, did you think we'd be talking about Roald Dahl on Monday's <laughs> program? <laughs> when we come back here on the show, we are stunned to a news, DA, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. And 23 minutes past the hour. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. Jeremy tweets in, DA, show us hot garbage. Well, thank you, Jeremy. I tweeted back, what specifically is the hottest of the garbage? He said that take about promotional giveaways at sporting events. Lame. Totally disagree. Had to change the station. That's a hoarder. That's a big time hoarder. That the is so upset you called him out. And a little insecure about it. That's Schwartz. Welcome back, everybody. You can always watch the show on YouTube and on Twitch. Go to the YouTube channel, CBS Sports Radio, or Twitch's CBS Sports Radio channel as well. And you got to realize, I grew up in a house that wasn't hoarderish, but I always felt like my parents had too much stuff. We had too much stuff in the attic. 
too much stuff in the garage, too much stuff in the basement, too much stuff in the closets. So I was just always like, oh, get rid of this stuff. And of course, who did I marry? A beautiful, wonderful bourbon bell who likes stuff. And I have to be constantly at the ready to get rid of the stuff. Feels like I am under siege of Amazon boxes every day. What more could we possibly get and need? What more? So when I see just cheapo items for free at ballparks, I look at it and go, I, why would you put more on your plate of clutter? What? It's already so hard in everyday life to get rid of clutter. It's so hard because you just feel like you need this and need that. And for this, I need this. And for this, I need that. Boom, 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 boom. And when do you have time to really declutter? When do you have time to really clean? And then you go to a ballpark and I, I need that? Schwartz needs it. Lives lives for it. That's his oxygen. The free. The free is the oxygen, and it is an amazing thing, and I've seen this throughout my entire career. I'll never forget working at my first full-time job, which was in Fort Myers, Florida. We had a little advertising budget. This was early 2000s, and we decided as a station to make keychains. And it said the station logo on it with a little football, a little plastic football hanging off of the keychain. Now, we were... Obviously not a huge radio station, not a huge marketing budget, not a huge audience. And I did a remote once at a Monday night football show or something at a sports bar. And I just said, yeah, we've got free keychains. You could not believe the stampede of people that came through just to get a keychain. I don't know if they ever listened to the show ever again. But if it was a keychain, they would drive halfway across South Florida for a free keychain. If it's free, it's oxygen. It's like you walk out of a grocery store. Somebody's giving away something. You're just like, I, I'm fine. I'll just wait in this line. I just, whatever it is free, I'm taking it. How many can I have? And every little free thing is something eventually got to throw out. It just is. You'll never keep it for the rest of your life. You won't even keep it. If you have it, it's in a junk drawer somewhere. And now go look at the junk drawer and realize all that was was free stuff. Now. I would never judge a Justin and Albany freak bottle opener mm -hmm. as a keychain brought to the Bob's bar. I still have that very effective item. When you're on the road, you don't know where your keychain's coming from or your bottle opener. Rather, you're playing a road game. You know, if you're at home, you don't need the the pocket bottle opener. But if you're on the road, crucial. And it has sentimental value. Well, that is true too. But if you know, I'm going to Pirates Reds. Do I need the T-shirt? I do not. Do I need the bobblehead? I do not. Right. You know what I don't own anymore? I went to a Yankee game to see the Mariners play there, and it was Wendy's towel night. Got a towel with Wendy's and Yankee logos on it. Got rid of the towels. Kept the free hamburger coupons table to said towels. But we don't have the towels anymore. Get rid of them. That hamburger coupon, though, is nice. That was a plus. That's nice. Yeah. And everybody got one. I didn't hear any complaints walking around the stadium that night Nobody that nobody got a towel. And I will take, I, I will revise my take a little bit. Free food is different. 
because you eat the free food, gift cards for the free food. That's not clutter. You got to eat food every single day. Correct. You eat it, it's done. Yep. So if I'm at a ball game and it's a free taco, if they eat 100 points, or a free Baconator or whatever walking to the door, I'm all about that. Can't ever too much free food. There's never too much good free food. Correct. But just wait, man. You're just beginning this soon. Oh, I know. Soon little AJ, little Andrew Jr. is going to have too much stuff, and you're going to play the game where you hide it. That's awful. First you hide it so he forgets he has it, or you see if he remembers that he has it and he wants it. But once the time goes by, he hasn't asked for it, okay, he doesn't care about it. Then it goes in the, you know, it gets donated, but you're sneaking it out of the house to the car, to the garbage, so he doesn't see it getting thrown out. <laughs> Remind him that he misses Flopsy, is, you know, his stuffed bunny. That's all coming your way soon. See, now that's where my mom is a hoarder. Not with free stuff, just any toys, any mementos we've ever owned, it is still in the house. It, it became a very big problem. Mm. Very big problem. To the point where it was a battle to throw things out. It's like, why don't we just, you know, we're trying to clean the garage a couple, you know, years ago, whatever. Trying to clean the basement. No, don't throw that out. Why? Nobody's touched it in 10 years. I want to drive a, I want to drive a forklift through the basement. Why can't you throw, I don't, it is a problem for some people. It's a problem. My dad is such a problem. My dad fancies himself a, a neat freak because he like has to make sure he wipes down the countertops and make sure the stove is clean, make sure the dishes are clean. But then you go into the garage, there is so much garbage in the garage, we can't even park in there. It's just all garbage. I'm like, Dad, can we just cleanse, get rid of it? Oh, we need that. Oh, what would we do without that? Oh, we want to get, we paid good money for that. Oh, you know what? We could could sell that. It's like, yeah, but you're never getting around to sell it. So can we just get rid of it? Donate it. It's a write-off. You don't even know what a write-off is. Hey, just write it off. Just get rid of it. I don't know. Maybe it's our parents' generations where it's just like descendants of parents who were in the Great Depression where you just have to hang on to everything. Right. See, like, see my, fa- my father doesn't, is, wants, it's like us, wants to get rid of stuff. He, he, but he, he will say like, oh, maybe you want to sell one of these things while, as we get rid of it. No one's going to buy these, these items. But he's like one of us. He wants to get rid of stuff. But I, it's, it's very hard for people. It's hard. I, it, I mean, even little things. Like, I, I'm not a, a hoarder or anything like that, but, like, even little things. Like, oh, maybe I'll keep that around. You know, it, you never know. People, you never know. There is a you never know. Right. That's the biggest problem. You never know. Mm-hmm. That's my best logic for not throwing things out or worse logic. I might need that again. You never know. Have you ever said to yourself, wow, I wish I didn't throw that thing out? No, never. Yeah, rarely, well, if ever. No, Sometimes, once in a blue moon, you go like, oh, I just threw that out. But whatever, you go buy another one. And that, yeah, that's the thing. I threw out like an old broom the one time. My mom was like, why would you throw that out? I was like, I will go walk my ass to the Dollar General and buy an $8 broom, Mom, or a dustpan. Something that doesn't look like it's from 1970. <laughs> so there's all of your stuff from growing up in your parents' house? Oh, yeah. You go down that basement, it is like a emporium. <laughs> Uh, boil Emporium? <laughs> yeah, the Boil Emporium of trash. Is it cataloged, <laughs> organized in any way, or just thrown down there? It was at a certain point. Now it is, for the most part, like you might as well just open the basement door, the steps, you know, the, the wooden steps right away. You might as well just open the, the door and just punt it right down the stairs, <laughs> right onto the, the trash heap. <laughs> 
So instead of Scrooge McDuck's money pile, we jump into the boil emporium of just stuff at, yes. the, at the base <laughs> of the stairwell. Oh, I mean, I see now this is where it is pass, being passed on to me. There is some good stuff down there. <laughs> so I just I ate it. What's the best thing down there? The best thing was, and Bilotti's going to love this, was I used to be the you know big WWF, WWE fan. And I used to, like, I give my parents a lot of credit because I would have told myself to go kick rocks after, like, the second one. I have about seven or eight of, like, the collectible championship belts. Wow! Which wow. were, like, I remember distinctly ordering them off the catalog. They were, like, between 100 and 150 bucks a pop. Wow. So you and you have three of them? I've got, like, eight of them. Oh. <laughs> a I'll thousand take bucks in when, championship belts? When thousand. John Cena did, redid the, the one belt with the spinning thing on it, I have that. But and I engraved my name in it. Okay. Wow. At least it's in your basement. It's in a glass case at Pete's house, and he shows you the first time <laughs> oh, you relax. Walk in. It's in my basement too. <laughs> in a glass case, spinning. Glass case of emotion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so you so you still want those? I mean, I haven't touched them. Do you need eight of them though? Can you sell seven? I'll take one. Keep the John Cena one. I probably could. I mean, my nephews at some point are probably going to want them. That's that's probably what their next use is for. I definitely could sell them. I definitely could make some coin off them. The problem is now when you have your own house, the last thing you want to do is go invest time in cleaning your parents' house. It's like, yes, we do need to get rid of this stuff, but I need to get rid of my own stuff. That's, that's I need to problem. clean my own garage. I've got to do my own weeding. I'm going to do the, our own attic. My dad has a storage unit. And it has half, half of it has, well, a quarter of it is my stuff. And it, it takes for me forever to get over there and just to look through it. <laughs> we, have a, we have a storage unit, too, just so we had a bay to park a car in the garage. I go, look, we got stuff in a storage unit for six years. We don't even know what's in there. Why don't we just torch the storage unit? Whatever's in there, we wouldn't miss. We have no idea what's in there. Light fire to it. Oh, you but, want to light on a fire? <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Maybe get it out of there. That's all. <laughs> get rid of a bill. Exactly. Yes. AB has headlines. As we've been discussing all morning, the Jonathan Taylor Colts kerfuffle is only getting spicier. On top of Jim Mercer's silly comments and Taylor's trade requests, we now have the team reportedly considering the non-football injury list for Taylor, which would mean no salary for Taylor. He, though, is disputing the idea that he has a back issue on top of his recovery from ankle surgery. In Minnesota, meanwhile, all's good for now between the Vikings and Daniil Hunter, the team in the defensive end, said to be an agreement on a new one-year deal that guarantees Hunter $17 million, another $3 million available through incentives. Hunter had been at training camp but not participating. The team had been listening to trade offers. Sunday Night Baseball back in Baltimore for the first time in five years, and it was over quick. Here's the pitch. Hit well. Right field. Not coming back. Long way gone. Adam Frazier way out of here. That might have made it onto Utah Street in right field. And a three-run homer and a six-run first inning for the Orioles. Can we get some glass for these men and women? I mean, I didn't know that that was such a dangerous job, but 
getting pelted by balls left and right. Like baseball every play by play guy's getting hit by a baseball. Come Horrible. on. I mean, we put netting up for the fans, throw a net in front of the press box. Let's fix this. <laughs> no. Those six runs scoring before there was an out last night. Seven runs total in the first, a 9 3 win over the Yankees to claim that three game set. The O's maintain their game and a half lead on the Rays in the AL East since Tampa won in Houston in the afternoon, 8 2. The Cardinals snapped the Cubs' eight game win streak, 3 0 while sending closer Jordan Hicks to the Blue Jays, then starter Jordan Montgomery and reliever Chris Stratton to the Rangers, Texas making that move on the heels of adding Max Scherzer and, after putting their ace, Nathan Ivaldi on the IL with a sore right forearm. So that Australian goal that we called live on the air two hours ago, that was eventually disallowed, so the Aussies... (laughs) Fox has also called us to cease and desist. Yeah, that too. Uh, the Aussies did score moments after that, and then twice more in the second half for a 4 nothing route of Canada to win Group B at the Women's World Cup. Nigeria also reaching the knockout stage through its scoreless draw with Ireland. Japan rolled Spain 4-zip to win Group C, and the U.S. finishes group play 3 a.m. Eastern against Portugal. And the Las Vegas Aces on a seven-game win streak, 104-91 over the Dallas Wings. The last team to beat them, Asia Wilson, 22 points and six blocks. must be so upset they got a crucial U.S. game at 3 a.m., which would be a little bit easier on the West Coast. It'll be midnight. It's still a midnight start. But it's brutal, and those are the matches that you pay for Women's World Cup rights. Yeah especially when it matters and the U.S. needs to win tonight to advance, and they got that in the middle of the night. It's been um, it's been hard to pay attention. And, like, I want to, but all these games being overnight or super early in the morning, it's a tough... This is probably the worst time change for us here is the Aussie-New Zealand... Like, it's like 16, 16 hours, hours, right? Like Melbourne's that, 16 hours. Yeah, so that, that's tough for us to deal with. And they usually do favors to American television networks that spend a lot of money. So it's why when the Olympics are in Nagano or anywhere, you know, Beijing, et cetera, they help out NBC by putting Michael Phelps or big American sports stars in primetime windows for us, basically, yeah. even though it doesn't make sense for them. But they clearly didn't do any favors to Fox this time around. Well, not for this game, I believe. They're... Yeah, the first two games were both at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Which is the earliest they could have played them. Yes. That's like 1 o'clock p.m., you know, Australia so, slash New Zealand 9 time. Eastern, and so 6 o'clock on the Pacific. Yes. Right, yeah. so that so that works. And we'll see what, like, the next matches are, but this is the only one that's been truly overnight. And I think their assumption was probably, all right, the USA gets Vietnam, and then who did we? Netherlands. Netherlands. They probably thought we would already have qualified right. for the knockout stages at this point. So, yeah, let's throw them at, you know, 7.30 p.m. Australian time. It's a good time. But for us, 3 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning. Yep. Yep, exactly. Should we get stunned? Let's get stunned. Let's get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. I think we all in this group here uh, have been very nice to Trader Joe's at different times on the air uh, as unofficial spokespeople. It's been a bad two weeks, though, for Joe and his company. Oh, boy. Uh, They are on three recalls in the last two weeks. Oh, boy. 
One, the best one of the group was last week when the unexpected broccoli cheddar soup got recalled because it may contain insects. Speaking of unexpected. (laughs) That announcement was Thursday. Uh. Then on Friday, Trader Joe told us that his fully cooked falafel, which was sold in the 35 states plus Washington, D.C., was being recalled because it could contain rocks. And that's the second of these three recalls. The first were cookies that could have contained rocks. Hence the recall. Now how does rocks get in the baking sheet? You know, that's a really good question. (laughs) It's one I have not seen an answer to just yet. Other things make sense. I guess a bug could crawl into a big mixer, a glass container breaks, something gets spoiled on the way. (laughs) Rocks in my cookies. I don't see the connection there. Oh, this chocolate chip's really firm. So is it, did the rocks come in with the flour, maybe? Did the rocks come in, unless it's pre-made dough, do the rocks come in with the chocolate chips? I'm, I'm going to say this, a very outrageous take. Okay. Yes. But Let's hear it. I feel like there's a disgruntled employee oh. in Trader Joe's that may have just left or was about to leave. And this all is weird stuff that's in food. You know, you wouldn't yeah. really expect this stuff. And that person had their way with the, uh, right. the production yeah. days. Now, right. some of the things, though, are actually not made by Trader Joe's. They don't, like, so they buy uh, things yeah. from they companies. So, so it might be somebody else's disgruntled employee. But also, it takes a lot of contaminated anything to actually trigger a recall. Yeah. So you have to almost like back up a truck of rocks <laughs> into the vat not to one create cookie that right. rock in You could like walk by, like be pissed <laughs> off, and like empty a Ziploc bag of rock you just picked up on the way in. It's like a pretty significant effort. So I still, and I'm I'm scrolling through now, going back through all the links to the original story. Nobody explains how the rocks got in there yet. So Wayne at the warehouse is disgruntled. Yep, hates his job. Boss is all over his back. And Wayne's like, you know what? The unexpected broccoli cheddar soup. I'm just dumping a bag of crickets. <laughs> oh, a exactly. bunch of hornets are going right into that. And you know what? We're making almond cookies today. <laughs> Take this giant bag of gravel from Lowe's. I'm <laughs> just dumping it. Here's, just Here's some concrete. Yeah. Who's Andy Dufresne from... Uh, he's just walking through the hole in his pocket, dropping rocks down his pant leg into the vat. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. One more rock. Every day, one more pebble. Every day. I'm making chess pieces, and I'm contaminating cookies. Now, Wait. do you... do you The immediate response and the correct answer is to sue if you have these things in your food, right? Yeah. Chomping on a cookie and you get a rock instead? Not good. Imagine and- eating a horsefly in your broccoli cheddar soup. <laughs> no, I mean, fine. I, kinda, I think you kind of get, des- get what you deserve if you're eating broccoli cheddar soup. I mean, let's be honest, but that doesn't mean you should be getting horseflies in it. It's a real shame, too, because Trader Joe's has some delicious food. Yeah. I used to live on Trader Joe's when I was single. Just go to Trader Joe's, go to the frozen section, clean out the frozen section, just be like, that's dinner for the next month. You just thaw one of these every single day or, un, you know, cook this every... It's easy. And it costs like nine bucks. It's great. You know what? I'm going to give them 11 for better security at the factory. <laughs> Upcharge me so I keep rocks out of my that's cookies. Right. Instead of donating to the American Child Cancer Foundation. I'd like to make sure my money goes to preventing yeah. rocks from my cookies. Yeah. By the way, Schwartz has just run to Trader Joe's and said, I will take all of the discounted cheddar broccoli soup. <laughs> <laughs>
That's Tim for the next month for the Schwartz family. The human recall, Peter Schwartz. <laughs> you giving this away? Yeah. I'll Whatever. take it. It's the human recall. <laughs> oh, it has to be goofier than that. Here he is, the human recall. <laughs> Bounce into the room. That's Tucson's replacement for Big Baby in the Landfill. Hey, kids, it's your favorite, the human recall. <laughs> He'll eat everything that you won't. <laughs> Did your favorite bobblehead's head fall off? And the neck was nothing but a piercing spike. He'll take them all. <laughs> human recall. The human recall. <laughs> Is that glass in the Doritos? <laughs> I'll eat it all for you, kids. It's the human recall. Ho, ho, ho. Sports giants. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Just backs it up into his mouth. Gravel in your cookies? I'll eat them all, kids. <laughs> Do you like Dairy Queen? It's the human recall. <laughs> <laughs> Just, is your falafel too crunchy? <laughs> Those are rocks. <laughs> and he's the human recall. I'll feed your Schwartz and raise your Schwartz. <laughs> 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 Has a disgruntled employee ruined all of your favorite snacks? The human recall will eat them all. Can you hear me now? Did that foul ball strike a young pedestrian right next to you, knock them out cold, but now it's your baseball? He'll take it. The human recall. <laughs> the Kia. <laughs> when we come back on the show, would you spend $100,000 on an Arc Manning card? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Arch Manning, whose uncle is Peyton, uncle is Elon, he is a quarterback for the Texas Longhorns, as we know. He is not starting, though. Quinn Ewers is going to be the starting quarterback for the Longhorns, and I'm sure they'll be featured as part of the Sounds of Saturday. But he's still a backup, and he said he did not want to have any NIL deals, make any money until he was actually starting. However, Panini came to him and said, we want to do a one-of-a-kind, one-card-only, prism black autographed card, and we can auction this off. And he said, if we do this, it's got to go to charity. So I know that he was the champ last week here on the DA show. And it ends up that this one-of-one one card, plus you get a meet-and-greet with Arch Manning, and you get to go catch passes from him. Arch Manning went for $102,000. $102,000 for this card. You meet Arch Manning, you catch passes from him. All proceeds go to a Central Texas nonprofit with the help of St. David's Healthcare and St. David's Foundation. You love it that Arch Manning didn't want the change for himself, but let's face it, doesn't need it as well. So this is very smart by the family to make sure you don't profit yet from not having done anything and you use this as a way to endear yourself to the community, to the state, do something good. 
Obviously, Arch Manning doesn't need the extra 100K, especially if he ends up being an NFL quarterback. We'll see. But smart play by all parties here to do this. But these are the prices that I just am staggered by. I mean, $100,000 for a football card. Okay, it's one of one and it's autographed. And maybe Arch Manning becomes Peyton Manning. Maybe he becomes Joe Burrow. Maybe he becomes Patrick Mahomes. But you get to meet a college kid and you catch passes from a college kid? Now, it all goes to charity, so maybe it's easier to just cut that check. You're like, hey, I'm basically cutting a check to a hospital, and that's much easier. But, I mean, imagine having 100K to throw around for a football card and to meet a college kid who's never thrown a pass yet. <laughs> I mean, more power to you if you have it. And, again, you want to donate it to a great cause. You're like, hey, this two birds, one stone. I get a cool football card, and I'm donating to a great cause. So it's like I just cut a check to a hospital. Great. But could you imagine having $100,000? I mean, Arch Manning hasn't done a thing. Yeah, he's got a football card. One of one from Panini. That's great. Prism Black, whatever that means. It's like these sneakers. I have no idea why they're so expensive. They're okay. One of one. But, I mean, Arch Manning might not ever be a good quarterback. And you just spent $100,000 on his card in a meetup. That's a lot of cash. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 